0: You're listening to the ON60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the ON60 Pod for all the latest news from around the OHL. And now here are your hosts, Reese Dumaney and Colin Ward. Now move ahead. In comes Thomas with to the chance,
1: moving but he scores! Akil Thomas has given Tanner the lead. The best information is to go home the their carrier. Akil Thomas, a great way to open up our third episode and Thank you, Team Canada, for proving us wrong because we did not have them finishing them first or second. I had them third. You had them fourth. Fourth. Because yeah. we thought the like, Americans would ugh. be better, and uh, then that happened. Yeah. Thank you, Finland.
0: I was sharing it on Twitter about my analogy there with the Leafs slash Americans reference. Yeah, <laughs> I, didn't, well, I didn't get too many friends out of that comment. I'm sorry, Leaf fans, but I don't oh, well. think I'm wrong about it. Win a cup. <laughs> How long has it been? Win a gold medal?
1: USA? Yeah. Well, yeah. They have one gold medal. No, they have three, actually. There's yeah. a stat since 2010, Just I think, or 2008, something like that. Canada, U.S., and uh, Finland each have three golds. Sweden yeah. won, yeah, and Russia that won. Im-
0: that impressive streak with only winning one gold medal for Sweden. 52 wow. straight
1: in the preliminary? That's tough, yeah. That's
0: uh and I guess you one can call middle? that the
1: ultimate choke.
0: Well, next year that's going to end, I think. That poll is going to be tough. And the pool, they got US and Russia in their pool. Canada's got only Canada avoided them. that. Yeah. They get we Austria,
1: go. or does Austria go to the other one? Austria's in the other one. Poor Austria. It's like the Czechs. It's
0: like the Czechs, uh, Russians, US, Swedish, and Austrian.
1: Yeah. Canada so, gets Switzerland, yeah. uh, Germany. Yeah. Finland. In themselves. Uh, yeah. In themselves. <laughs> so that's all right. Okay. I, I like our I'm, chances on home ice.
0: Yeah. It's going to be good. Hopefully it's a big supporting cast too, but the fans next year, it's always fun to look forward to And Canada's hosting it. But Strava did a great job this year, I thought. They packed the atmosphere that place. That was, was awesome.
1: The Czechs games were unreal. The Canada games were unreal. They like, said somewhere around 3,000 Canadian fans. I don't know how they can, measure but they that, had like
0: 9,000 at the game. So I don't get that. I think there yeah, might I'm, be more.
1: Yeah, there could possibly be more. I know a lot. I know once a lot. They
0: mentioned that on the broadcast at the gold medal game that a lot went to the Spangler Cup and then went mm-hmm. over to the World Junior. I like the Spangler Cup. So that'd be a cool uh, experience. Yeah, go through Europe
1: like that. Like it sucks. It's during the World Juniors because you know TSN covers both. And for this tournament, it kind of worked out a little bit just the way the games were situated, like the time change and everything, whereas it's a little bit better where if it's in, say, Russia, where the games are early in the morning Five, six and then the Spengler <laughs> Cup games come on at, say, 1, Ten. 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Because yeah. I, I enjoy the Spengler Cup, especially <laughs> to... if Canada's having an off year in the World Juniors.
0: Yeah, so a lot, that's why it's big this year. They got the monkey off their back, finally getting a medal. And, a, hey, it's a gold medal. Yep. What? Well, double gold, too.
1: Canada won Spengler Cup glory, too. Yeah. So um, big year for Canada to kick off Hockey 2020. Hockey Canada is loving no. it. 2020. The Spengler Cup ended before 2020, did because there's only four teams. Yeah. Millennials. Well, Good way to start the <laughs> new year. Good way to finish 2019. For sure. Let's go with that. Okay, so Canada. time to break it down. There was a lot of OHL talent um, throughout this whole tournament. And uh, for each team, you had obviously the Canadians. A uh, couple guys on, the Americans. Yeah, it's Kaliev, not Kaliev. Na- Yes. Sorry, that was a
0: pet peeve. That bugs me so much, yep. even though I couldn't pronounce Sprawlia a couple episodes back,
1: but we're golden now. <laughs> Get that Canada reference, <laughs> the, golden? For anyone <laughs> listening to this, this man is so proud to be able to say Christian Sprawlia Oh, with for out, sure. I want a trophy. I want a trophy.
0: It's unreal to say Sprawlia. Yeah, it g- struggled the first time. There's a place time. in
1: Brantford called Levax. They make trophies. Okay. <laughs> Hit them, Call up. them up. Get a trophy guy. <laughs> Get a trophy guy. Remember, I want a jacket guy. Yeah, jackets are nice Yeah um, Okay, so moving on There were three Well, two at the time Playing for the Czech Republic We now have three OHLers That played big for news. the Czech Republic Because Jan Misak Big for the Bulldogs Misak? 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 Misak, thought so Hey um, He's coming to Hamilton That's thanks big Thanks to Jan Janik Think there's as much recruitment going on? Year. Oh, yeah Yeah Recruit <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> him That was probably set up by the time You know they the went, bulldog they season reported. started, and yeah, and then when they reported for camp, it just yeah. escalated right from there. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Uh, unfortunate, th- unfortunate ending for Jan Unique. Yeah, course, and he was the, having a good tournament most, too. Which is not very the most unfortunate, pure, but the best goal scorer this year so far in the OHL. Yeah, point in every game, but the first. Him and Cali have maybe it, not the
0: best duo in the league, but it's up Top there. two, top three. Thomas, Tomasito. Yeah. McMichael, foodie. Yeah. And that caught me off guard too about your uh, OHL points.
1: I know, eh? McMichael is the top Canadian OHL. Oh, this isn't including OHL grads either. So Barrett Hayton's not in it. Joe Valeno, um, he's not in this as well. But yeah, Connor McMichael had seven points, five so, goals, two assists, and he was hot. Like everyone says, oh, there's that connection with the London Knights. You know, Dale Hunter, but he didn't play. The minutes he does in London, no. there's no way he was going to, None. and he still scored five goals. He wasn't playing like power
0: play minutes until Lafreniere's injury and then Valeno's mm-hmm. suspension. And then those guys got opportunities and succeeded big time, like Foodie. Like yep. it was That's huge. Without those guys and Thomas having that big shift late, without those guys stepping up, there's no gold medal here. No, I, I totally agree. Already totally hitting
1: McMichael's skate. Even when Hayton went down, there was still that spot to fill. Akil Thomas took that role some shifts. You know, yeah. he switched with Valeno, who started on the top line but then got moved down. Yeah, balanced so out a little bit. Foot Lafreniere and Hayton. Yep. Which, by then, the way, Nolan Foote, very good at hockey. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> he is really good. Um, but, but back to the point totals. Yeah, and then Connor McMichael five goals. Barrett Hayton had six. Sure, he missed. That half a game, two thirds of a game, whatever. That goal, hate and scoring the gold medal game, man, that was. That was filthy. the snipe. Oh man! Wow! <laughs> I wish I could shoot the
0: puck like yeah, that. Grade one separated shoulder, and he uh, just goes like snipes goes like that. Cheese.
1: Wow! It's not fair. Life's no, not it's fair. Not. <laughs> just some people that. are gifted at hockey. And yeah, that's fair. I was not. I played defense in house league hockey. Big hitting defenseman. Can't hit in house league, <laughs> Wall. I wish you could. <laughs> <laughs> I did, but I got a penalty for it. Bims leader, love it. I think I had in my Bannum year, I had thirty penalty minutes in. Oh, I love 20 it. Twenty f- two games. I gotta Something get. Like that. I gotta get started with that. As a goalie, right? All
0: right, let's so, hear it. So novice rep, first game, novice rep. Guess who gets the first penalty of the year? Uh oh, the goalie. I got it. The what ber- you do? <laughs> I hit. so there's. Kid that was shorter than I was, he was standing in front of my crease, and you know I got told for standing in front of you. Yeah, are on the move. So I gave him a couple of shots in the back with my blocker, and then next thing you know, I got called for it. So typical, can't beat two teams there, but now, we call well, that the well, you, learn. Well, you live, you maybe. learn, right?
1: Yeah, you gotta no. do
0: everything once. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. The tales of minor hockey of Reese and Colin. <laughs> here on the <laughs> Owen 60 podcast big penalty minute guy <laughs> <laughs> so back to the point totals uh title Andrea three goals two assists good for five points uh other canadians up and down the list of course Akil thomas uh one goal one assist for two points and you know we've got some trade rumors going on about aquil thomas and uh where he may be headed uh Everyone, a lot of people saying, oh, his draft stock just went up, just went up. Uh, but do you really buy into that just because he scored the golden goal? Because he still only got two points. Like, does no. the World Juniors being on a World Junior team, being the fourth line center, raise your trade stock? No, but he's going to get publicity out of it
0: and media attention. So that's big. I did. It was a nice goal the way he scored, too. That's it a was. skilled
1: player's goal, right? So. And he's a skilled player. He can shoot. He can skate. He can defend. He, he showed he off what He shots can do. in the yeah. second period. Uh it was the early power play yeah, that the like Russians the had. It wasn't the one they the... scored on. It was the early one where Keel <laughs> yeah. Thomas was like the lane and he slid across and he was able play to your clear body. it out while he was falling. Like yeah. that takes skill, like real yeah. skill and I'm Just still don't shocked think, he didn't go in the first round, but second round to the LA Kings, but
0: That's a LA's got some big picks coming up there too, big prospects. Thomas
1: Kaliev, uh, Skilled yeah, guys. they're going to be pretty good. Yeah, I like that. Maybe another cup, but it will be without Jonathan Quick, so we'll have to see who takes the net there. Maybe, maybe yep. Jacob Ingham, Kitchener Ranger. Maybe. maybe. That's... He's a Kings prospect. Yeah. He's who having we a thought, pretty good year.
0: Who we thought, like I thought for sure, that if he was healthy, he'd have a invite to the Canada camp as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, injuries for him. He's, playing, yeah, he's one of the only reasons Kitchener has a chance at making, well, not a run at a championship, well, but last year too. winning a couple rounds, you know.
0: And that was the same situation with Mississauga last year as well. Yep. Mississauga, how many wins would they get without him, right? He yeah. won them so many games where he'd just stand on his head and keep you in games and you got to score two or three goals yep. and you're still going to win a game. That's a huge bonus. Also helps out his defense
1: and forwards to take chances, but well yeah, that's that's no exactly. they didn't have
0: him back, yeah,
1: but yeah. And sticking with goaltenders, obviously it wasn't the tournament uh Nico Dawes wanted. Uh that one went against the Americans, but uh But this- ugly performance against the Russians to say the least. He finished the tournament with a five point eight five goals against average and a .840 save percentage. You got a gold medal. You got a gold I, medal. You won the yeah, fir- but that's like You saying- won the
0: first game against the Americans. You got a gold medal. It's over with now. Forget. Forget about it. Come back to the O and
1: yeah, and play well, well. Well, and you can say Me that he, you can say that he helped the Canadians to a gold medal because without the loss or without the win to the Americans, you Don't wonder win where Canada would have ended up. You wouldn't you win know. the pool. Um, whereas you have Rodrigue, where he didn't play a game and he was in Ooh. the front of that hey that baby celebration
0: video, <laughs> I found that found was that the best video. Funny. That was the best video of 2020 right now, and it. Yeah,
1: like they Batman. had it on the quiz. Uh, on uh, TSN before the Leafs-Oilers game. Well, actually, not before. In the first intermission. Um, which was better? Them doing Hey Baby in the dressing room? Or uh, or We Are the Champions on the bus? And it's obviously Hey Baby. Like. Twitter poll? That's yeah, Twitter it. Okay. We'll go on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter, think? the O and 60 podcast. Because it, it was Bob McKenzie and Pierre O-Dog who said... Hey, baby. And it was Kevin Poolin. Yeah, Poolin. Uh, chose We Are the Champions because it's a tradition with Canadian teams, which I say, Hey, baby. I say, Championship team sings that, but
0: I'd go with Hey, baby. That's That's a classic now, ever since the Buffalo, like, gold medal there. Yeah. And even, like, during the game yesterday, like, when Canada scored there. Well, when they scored to make it three, three. Yeah, when they tied it up there. When they, uh, the crowd just started chanting, hey, baby, singing the song. That That's that's Canada that hockey. Awesome. That's that's textbook World Juniors hockey. When you look at the World Juniors, you think of the great atmosphere mm-hmm. put on by the Canadian fans, but not just Can- Canadian fans. You saw the Czech fans into it. But to me, that's just Canadian hockey. When you look at the atmosphere, the s- fans chanting their stuff, singing their songs like that, that's the that's best part about the World Juniors to me.
1: And hopefully they bring that back, that song for a... Uh Red next Deer year. in Edmonton next year. Hopefully. I can't see them not after that.
0: At hockey Canada Deer thing. Let's go. Hey baby.
1: Hashtag Maybe we'll tag them in a tweet. <laughs> yeah, we'll tag them. By the way, you can find all our polls at the ON sixty podcast on Twitter. We've also got Instagram where we will hope to keep you fully covered on trade deadline, all the trades going down, the deals. Obviously, we and just to let everyone know, we record this on Monday nights. So at eleven and um, one. Say a trade goes down on Thursday and you're listening to this on Saturday. Um just because we don't have it covered on this show, we will have a full recap and it'll probably take up most of our time on uh, next week's show. So just want to put that out there, let everyone know. We will have you covered on social media oh, trades until the next episode. Trade
0: your fun. We're texting all day about Trade well, on yeah, Twitter. Yeah. We're uh,
1: Trying to we're get it out own, there. We're our own insiders to yeah. ourselves. <laughs> we're just reading
0: every team's uh, Twitter, pretty much. Yeah, just hoping for breaking news.
1: Yeah, I know. eh? Um, this is
0: the funnest week of the year.
1: It really is. End to of me, World it's the Juniors funnest week. Trade deadline. The Q trade deadline's already done. Yeah, Makaija um, got
0: traded today. Uh, yeah, he did. That's the biggest move there. In the Q,
1: I think the dub is this week too. Because I saw yeah. a deal today. Yeah, it's, um, I think it's the 10th. So all the trade deadline's getting done. But uh, back to the World Juniors because that's still, even a day after, I'm still like, holy crap, that I feel was everyone awesome. is.
0: Yeah, I feel like everyone that watched that game is like, wow. Because yep. once he went down 3-1, they kind of got sloppy there on the breakout a couple times there, giving the puck away, and they started to chase the game a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And then that puck just goes off McMichael's Skate. Next season, you know, you you get know a what? Game. I was
1: scared they were going to call it. Me, I was really? Scared. I wasn't. It wasn't a kicking motion. He didn't really deflect it. Just I accidentally know it wasn't hit really a skate. kicking motion, but I just saw a motion after it hit him. Yeah. So I was kind of so you don't know if it's like, still on
0: the back of the skate later or not. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because it it looked like he was avoiding it, but there was movement from the leg, but it. Looked like he was avoiding. I don't know. I was just because of that penalty call to Hayton, where <laughs> oh, the guy hooked him. That might be, but I guess he held on to uh, his stick. And I, I know
0: most people thought like Canada was going to the power play. Most thought the Russians mm-hmm. getting the penalty, but thought it wrong. Yeah. That might have been the worst call I've seen in a long time. I don't know. I saw st- but- Thank you, TSN, that, for the camera.
1: That can, that was a penalty. I'm sorry, Canada. That was a penalty. That was, I don't know. That was a joke by the refs. That's such a penalty. <laughs> well, that camera is not over the glass. What
0: about reviewable calls? That's why I think they should be able to I challenge. Guess. Should be cha- Be able to challenge anything like that. Because well, if the WHF like is that, trying to
1: be more like the NHL, they may the ice probably will a little bit closer. Olympics. You know,
0: yeah, pamper to the Olymp- uh, the NHL a little exactly. bit. Exactly. They should go. Who, who
1: knows what will happen? They're going to change uh, change bosses at the double IHF. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Of course, the NHL has to have their decision made of the Olympics uh, by August. I saw a report come out. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Obviously, there will be a World Juniors next year, there will be OHLers participating in that.
0: And that's going to and, be fun. And, uh,
1: yeah, looking at the rest of Canada's roster, Aiden Dudass, we thought he'd have a pretty big tournament. He only yeah. had two assists yeah, in this yeah, but one. but you Not know. to go
0: unnoticed, though, he had some huge penalty kill shifts there. Mm-hmm. Really, that's so hard when guys like Foot couldn't get on the ice there, get their normal yeah. shift because you're shorthanded yeah, that much. Yeah, the first. Lafreniere.
1: He was just at the end of the bench because yeah. he
0: couldn't do anything. And it's so hard to do that. It's like you get amped up in warm-ups, right, and you get out there for the opening shift, and then you sit for 10 minutes yeah. like that because there was like four penalties in a
1: row. Yeah. Well, that's why I shouldn't sure. feel bad for Byfield because he didn't get even yeah, much it, ice time because of it, and he's a 17 year old getting gonna get drafted. Right, you're not gonna put him on the penalty kill also, in the World Junior Finals.
0: Also, not to go unnoticed in their OHL or Jamie Drysdale. Yeah, that was a huge tournament for him. That I think his draft stock went through the
1: roof from that. Oh, no doubt about it. And they were breaking it down on uh, on TV the Finland game. Yeah, it was the three nothing goal. The game was really out of hand or out of reach for Finland at one nothing because they didn't score. Um, but the play where most D-men, you know, they'd shoot the puck on net, try and get a deflection or, you know, sure. even go purposely wide, try and get a bounce off the boards. I know it's not the boards that were at the Joe, but <laughs> had to get a Wings reference in there. Yes, um, but, you know, he saw that open ice. He saw that Finnish defender kind of unsure what to do, whether to go at him, whether to stay back. Yeah. He took that open ice. He went to the right wing side, and he beat the goaltender far side while he was moving to his uh, to his left. So that's what uh, that's what elite defensemen do, and that play to me just proved that he yeah. he, sh- he belongs in the first round. Oh, for sure. Top 15 for sure. He's one of the reasons Erie is where they are Doing. right now and Making they made moves. a deal today which we'll get into uh, a little bit later but, on in the show them and the niagara ice dogs hooking up for the third time in the last year and a half so I feel uh, like everyone's excited like i'm excited right now for the trade i know like, i want to get to it but <laughs> world juniors is still big so uh, well, yeah. just letting everyone know we will get to it um yeah so that's uh good on team canna i got liam foodie four points uh kevin ball only ended with one point he uh he had an assist um Arthur Callie, I finished with four goals and two assists. Uh, Nick Robertson didn't have as good a tournament as I thought he would. He only finished he looked, with a goal and an assist.
0: The first game there against Canada, he looked good. I was like, "Look out, who's this kid?" And Then kind of cooled off, but that whole team did. Yeah, they just. There's done, a couple even guys Cole Caulfield that, yeah, was... yeah, Caulfield
1: was very this quiet. Guy's a first rounder, like he didn't look like it. Which in happens? That tournament. Which happens? It happened it does. with Philip
0: last year. It's every mm. year. There's going to be a guy that should do more than what they're doing. But it's gonna happen. They're shut down. They're the best player, the best junior players in the yep. world for a reason, right? They watch video. They do their preparation, scouting. So yep. I'm not well,
1: surprised. Well, and that's exactly it. You go from say, we'll talk about a guy from the OHL playing against the best players in Ontario and the parts of the U.S. that are close, um, where Caulfield playing in the in the U.S. Well, that's, Wisconsin, you know college players are good at hockey. Like, But you're not playing. I love college hockey in the U.S. I wish I could go to a game. Yeah, um, Like, I want to go to the Frozen Four, but I can't afford that. Um, you know, the, a lot of those players don't move on to the NHLs, and like you said, these are the best junior and players, plus, and
0: they're in this tournament for a reason. And plus, for the World Juniors, the cool part is, too, some of those guys won't experience that in their careers ever again. Mm-hmm. That might be the biggest level you ever get to play and that's right on. Like, well, that
1: happens a lot with the goaltenders, more than the player. For me, anyways, that's Oh, for what sure. I, I agree 100% with um, that. Obviously, Carter Hart, he's in the NHL right now. Um, but Dustin like, Tokarski, who was the goaltender, if anyone remembers that uh, big Mont- Everly goal in Ottawa. He that was in Montreal kind of big. for a bit there, Tokarski. He, he played in, he in Hamilton. In Tampa.
0: Yeah, he played in the American Hockey League yep. in Hamilton for a little bit. But yeah. that's like Justin Pogie. goalie
1: Pogge. of the tournament. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Where has he been, right? Leafs and nowhere. Yeah, that's too... Like it's too bad, but a lot of those kids will be the biggest moment of their lives, yep. and it's great. Like that's the greatest moment anyone could ask for.
1: And I don't think we'll see the end of Joel Hofer either. So no, he looks he's a stud. Yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he's I think good. Portland's got a good one. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, what else? Uh, Jan Misak uh, finished one with one assist, but he's headed to North America to play for the Hamilton Bulldogs. Uh, Jan Unique two goals, one assist, uh, three points in the tournament before getting injured. He uh, would- Again, I don't think he would have made a difference for the Czech Republic in the tournament. He probably would have gotten you know a couple I more think points, would,
0: but I think he'd be in the top eight, maybe in scoring. I'm thinking about the eight top players right now, and I think he could be for sure top th- ten in scoring I think in the Lafreniere tournament.
1: year is eight. He was the eighth guy on that list. Really, he and got MVP. Talk yeah, about it. Talk I know. about it.
0: Talk about a tournament I for him. Wow. I thought, I thought about could be it. Like I'm a,
1: like, yeah, Lafreniere... Could you say he was the best player on Canada? For yeah, that, we could make that, that argument. That goal against him the Americans,
0: that goal against the Americans on Boxing Day, like that. Canada just gets scored on, and Hayton, or uh, Lafreniere picks a puck up, and then yeah. just goes in and dekes him out and scores like that. It was like don't blink. Yeah, one a goal, one goal, three assists in that game too. Right? He's so. so he's so easy to watch. He's fun to watch. That's for sure. Let's go, Red Wings. Yeah, Psh. and then, then your tweet. I love that. I know, like, I know oh, that Red was Wings awesome. If anyone,
1: if anyone didn't see it, at Reese underscore Dumaini. Uh, the tweet was, dear at MHL, please <laughs> allow the Red Wings to pick first overall. Thanks. Signed, all Red Wings fans. <laughs> uh, and, that, and that's yeah. quote tweeting uh, the picture of Lafreniere getting the uh, uh, MVP award. By the way, terrible graphic. Whoever made that, yeah. the graphic of Lafreniere getting MVP, that was pretty bad. Yeah, tough one. But... Yeah, not a fan. Big L for the eh? double IHF there. Not a
0: fan. (laughs) Not a fan.
1: Um, Who else? We got Yarmir Pitlick of the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds on Team Czech Republic. He didn't register a point in this tournament. Um, uh, Team Switzerland, Kian Sopa of the Niagara Ice. Well, not anymore. We will. Uh, We'll get into that. Uh, He had one assist in the tournament. And uh, Nico Gross from the Oshawa Generals finished with one goal and Kari Piroinen. They totally botched his name on the radio. It was not. It was like Kari Pirainen. I'm like, oh guys, (laughs) look it up on the highlights. Like it's not that hard. But he he only played a handful of games, if any other than one. Uh, But he had a win. His goals against average was one, and he had a 950 save percentage. Didn't play often, but I guess that's a win. Great experience, though. So. Yeah, he'll it's all be about back. the
0: experience too. At the end of the day, when you look back at that, it's all like that experience is gonna be the best experience yeah. of your hockey career, possibly.
1: Well, and if you think about those countries across the across the ocean, uh, not not a lot of them are fans of bringing guys that play in Canada, like the Americans. I know. I heard the Czechs aren't huge fans of bringing guys back, but how can you not take Jan Unique? No, you know yeah. um, even the Finns, the Swedes, like they're not huge fans. They have of their tiki own programs there America. too. Yeah, like Slovakia
0: you, has their own program. That's why they have orange on their jerseys. there. Yep. it's an orange uh, program.
1: Yeah, it's almost like if you leave, it's like oh, I don't want to be a part of this. So they're like, okay. And r- Russia has been going. In Canada.
0: Russia has been going toward KHL guys now. The young KHL yeah. guys. Just
1: well, and the elite talent in Russia—that's where they play—is in those pro leagues. And yeah. again, that's all over. Develop they develop so quickly every in other idea. country. Yeah, no, For it's, sure. It's uh always a great time around the world. Juniors, you get Christmas. Then you get Boxing Day, depending on where the tournament is. You could be waking up in Canada, could be playing while you're getting ready to go Boxing Day shopping. It's just great. It's, uh, it's the atmosphere of the tournament. And I know it's it's in Canada next year, but tournaments are coming up in Sweden and Russia, uh, Canada again. Um, I think the Americans are expected to get another one uh, in the coming years, at least in the next five years. I'm yeah. not a thousand percent sure. Hopefully in Minnesota,
0: but we'll catch that. And yeah, I'm
1: surprised minute. they. I'm surprised they went back to back Buffalo. I thought they would have gone to Minnesota. At Minnesota least once. would be
0: great as a state of hockey. Can you imagine how good that could be. The border there too. Yep, it's not a long drive. Yep,
1: you can make the argument for Detroit too. Yeah, Boston. brand new rink. Yeah, Boston too. They got the colleges. Boston, yeah, be nice. Yeah,
0: uh... London Kitchener. To me, that would be the best one. London Kitchener would be a great World Junior. 9,000... 9,075? 7, yeah, 700. in Kitchener?
1: Both great buildings, even though I can, the odds way older than Budweiser Gardens. But still... They're still both historic buildings. Still a lot of history in both arenas. Well, yeah, that's... For London, it's easy to make history, the most success they've had. and <laughs> yeah. um, You know, this has sort of changed my opinion on Dale Hunter. I always so, thought, you know, he was... a Guy that keeps to himself, which there's nothing wrong with that, but it always seemed like, you know, he was
0: the not a
1: fan of being a nice guy. You know, he had to keep the tough exposed, act up like, yeah. from him being a player. You know what I mean? And, you know, to see him win a Mem Cup, an OHL Championship, World Junior Gold, it's kind of like, this guy's the real deal. And all you people on Twitter... Oh, damn it, I used the wrong words. All <laughs> of the people on Twitter, shout out to Don Cherry, um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was funny. Um He like, can't really trash Dale Hunter. No, he's got everything now. They lost six nothing to Russia, but I, who
0: cares? As someone growing up watching the Knights, like I have been able fortunately unable like I've been able to watch them. Like been so lucky to watch the hunters do their thing. Yeah. Those two guys, like Mark and Dale, like They've been able to produce so many NHL players, and now that they've won, like basically at every level,
1: You've got a more a cup. Jay Ross. Well, that's where I want to bring up another poll question: Does the Canadian program start to do what the Russians do? Is Will Hunter do this every year, like Brogish I think, for Russia? He's been I think the coach they'll do for the last the,
0: six, eight years. I think they'll do it till they get in a little bit of a struggle. Then mm. they'll make a change. But why not? The only effect is it might hurt the hockey club a little bit.
1: That's about it. In London.
0: Yeah. they struggled at first there when the hunters went over there, but Yeah.
1: It's yeah, it's a it's an experience though. Both. Yeah,
0: the experience
1: though. So. Um Yeah, so we'll have that poll question up at the Owen sixty. Uh that's pretty much our recap of the world juniors of well, course it's... Canada four three dub over the Russians at Keel Thomas with the game winner. Three fifty eight to go and Boy, it's time to get into some trade talk after the break. But first, before we do that, we had a couple feature matchups we have over our two week l- break. Talk about London. We yeah. had a London. We had a London, London nights in our first one, London, December 29th. and Guelph and Peterborough. And yeah. then we'll tee up our game of the week for uh, for this coming week. It's uh, we're going back to the Meridian Center. I'm excited for that. <laughs> I love that arena. We're g- right now, it's second on my list. Colin Ward's first visit to the press box. Um, yeah, that's going to be fun. And free solo food. Lap? Solo lap? <laughs> <laughs> Do you get a solo lap up there? <laughs> get a solo lap around the rose? I don't know. That press box is pretty small. We'll, oh. go, li-
0: we'll go live on Instagram, the Owen 60 podcast on yep. Instagram. Right, check I'm out down. the solo
1: lap. <laughs> yep. All right. I'm down. We are doing that. Check it out. <laughs> solo okay. lap. All right. Coming back, we check on our featured matchups and uh, get you set for Hamilton Niagara this coming week. Uh, you're listening to the Owen 60 podcast. We'll be right back.
0: This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 Pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL.
1: Welcome back to the Owen 60 Podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. And time for our feature matchups over the Christmas break. We'll start with the London Knights and Sarnia Sting. That game took place on December 29th. The London Knights taking it. Four three in overtime on well, you could call it a beauty from Billy Moscow.
0: Great goal going along the blue line there. It cut toward the net there on his backhand, then went backhand forehand. Just got it over Ethan Legman, who had a very good hockey. He played great that game and he's been great all year. But just Moscow is just good enough to beat him over the pad and tuck it in there for well, the OT winner.
1: And Sarnia outshot London thirty to twenty-seven. By the way, there was only one shot in overtime. That one went yeah. in. So yeah, it wasn't
0: very long. Just a quick rush up the
1: side and cut to the middle of the net, and bingo, she's over. Well, that's what you kind of want as a road team too, right? If you're playing in overtime. Yeah, I, the
0: longer it goes, the crowd London gets sorry. It's not
1: the farthest trip. Say like yeah. If you're doing Sioux and Erie, or they get the heck out of there. Yeah, like, you know let's get going. Um, yeah. But yeah, all you need is one shot, and Moscow player ca- of the Now is our uh,
0: The Owen 60 podcast player of the game, Billy Moscow. It's a huge honor open. to Get be the Owen oh, 60 yeah. podcast. We need towels uh, or something like Hockey Game. Night in Canada. We need like the towels. Of Hockey Night in Canada. Get an interview. Get, Get an interview. on the phone. Just yeah. keep going. <laughs> Make sure. Get that angle there of the Owen 60 podcast. I like that. Got to represent the
1: brand. Oh, for sure. Put it on every player but we can.
0: That arena there is very nice. Progressive auto sales arena. I like, like I don't have much negative about the place. I really couldn't think of anything. Like, well, one
1: one thing we were talking about beforehand was uh, you said the crowd was sold out. Yeah, both times I went there. The first time I went there was for the uh, Canada Russia series game uh, last year, um, where Barrett Hayton scored that unbelievable goal past the Russian D and just oh that was so. No- I was at that end. Hello, good I night. watched that happen. I just sat back and I'm like, holy! How crap, did someone that was just awesome. do that? Yeah, how did someone just do that?
0: By the that way, I interviewed awesome. RJ
1: Broadhead before that game. Super nice guy. That's cool. That's cool. School project, too. <laughs> yeah, that, that's still cool. He's such a nice guy. You better got an A-plus on that. I got an 87. Sony. Meh. Eh. It's okay. I'd argue it. Um, and then that other game I went there was with the Niagara Ice Dogs, and both games, there was no one there. Even really? for the Canada Rushes Series, I'm like, what the heck?
0: Well, I think the London factor was pretty big. Any time yes. the London Knights go on the road, it yep. attracts a crowd because they are the London Knights. They're kind of like the premier team of this whole junior hockey in general.
1: Well, is really considered London's second rival, right? Behind the Kitchener Rangers. Yeah,
0: Kitchener, Guelph, Erie,
1: yeah, Owen Sound, Windsor. Yeah, but is anyone <laughs> Owen Sound's rival, though?
0: Uh, yeah, London. London. Really? They've had some tough playoff series with Owen yeah, Sound. Yeah, Yeah, fair enough. I look, but, like... I thought the crowd was great there. Um, a lot of London fans made the trip, I think, due to the fact like Strathroy is kind of like the middle point there, mm-hmm. where a lot of fans are growing up with the Hunter system in London. It just draws so much attention, and how can you not cheer for the Knights then, right, if you're that close? So I think that's had a big factor, and plus it's a holiday. Yep. You know, the London Knights are in town for an afternoon game on a Sunday. Why not go to the game? But. Anyway, my thoughts on the arena. If you want to get to that,
1: yeah. My thoughts uh, on the arena. I think
0: I don't think there's a bad seat in the house. It's got great lighting. The seats are kind of like up, so you're, you're looking down on the ice. So you got a great view wherever you sit. It Has great lighting, so you can. It's easy to see the stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: I also thought a lot of, of rinks have problems with lighting. I don't know what yeah. it is. Like well, Kingston's switching.
0: dark, Barry's dark. Like even London has a little dark issues there too. And you watch a game on, like on. OHL
1: live. Yeah, even Hamilton I think is sometimes a little bit darker. Maybe it's. I don't know. I'm not sure if London does this. They didn't last time I went. But you know how all these teams dim the lights for goals and stuff. Yeah, maybe that that has a factor. I don't.
0: Yeah, I don't know those LED ones there. They the new ones they got in these new arenas. They turn on like that. It doesn't take like the ten minutes to to warm up like before, which is pretty nice for uh, to get games going and keep the flow. But I thought the. Uh, The arena is like great access to the 402 as well. Mm -hmm. You're it's less than five minutes from the parking lot to the 402. It's great for that. You're in London in an hour. Yep. From Sarnia, and I think that's a huge plus for them. But I don't have a bad thing to say about the arena. I love the alumni board. It has like the gold medalists who's ever won a gold medal at the World Juniors. It has their first
1: round picks. Yeah, I love when teams do that.
0: Yeah, I think a lot every team should do that. It's big part of the tradition.
1: As yeah, you said when you went, there's the Hall of Fame, and but they don't. You know, have, that was awesome, but. yeah,
0: they don't have like their own alumni. Like, when they had the Byzantines there. Yeah, like, they have.
1: The only thing I could say is there's a um, the wall underneath the tunnel behind their bench um, is a wall of all their captains. The fans pretty, can't see that. Yeah,
0: yeah. They should have something where the fans can interact with stuff like that yeah.
1: because that's a huge part for a game day experience. Well, and if anyone. I'm just—I'm gonna, gonna put this out there. If anyone gets confused about going to Sarnia, it is right next to Lambton College. Yeah, it may look like it an comes empty out of building, nowhere, but that is behind the home it. of the Sarnia Sting. Yeah,
0: but but behind when you come in off the, I forget what street that is now. But when you're wa- when you're driving up to the arena, there's like a trades uh, class building. It's beh- the arena is behind that, so don't think that's the arena. It's behind it. You got to drive a little bit, but. Free parking helps yeah. a lot. I heard that a dollar from each ticket goes toward the city for parking, and I believe that oh. that arena needs a new roof. So I feel like this year's money will be going to a new roof there. And sorry to—that's
1: so that's nice cool. To I didn't know that. That's yeah.
0: actually a dollar from each. Uh, I wonder how other free parking places do that. Just put a dollar more on the tickets. That's why it's like $21.95,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think mm-hmm. they put that dollar dollar or two for right. the parking. And mm. that goes to the city, and the city gives it back to the hockey team for right new on. roof or anything they need. And that's
1: great connection with the city. Well, I know the Sting just put in that uh, that ribbon that um, yeah around the suite level. Yeah, that animates it. It looks so much better. It's I wish so more much, it's arenas so, did that. Yeah, it's.
0: I really like the backdrop too. Like mm-hmm. the one end where it has the all the sponsors you got the shot clock. Yep, and the Sting logo. That that looks pretty cool. Yep. The
1: yeah. only thing about the press box, I'll say, it's small. Yeah, and it's all it's like a box.
0: It's, it's like a small box. To... Yeah,
1: it's—it's it's tight. It's you can't move really yeah, unless, unless you're the unless home it... TV or radio. But if you're visiting, radio or scouts or off-ice officials, you're there's no in. room to move. Plus, one thing I noticed um, during—well, after warm-up before puck drop. They don't put the time on the scoreboard. Yeah, it's on a board that's to the right of the press box. You can't see it from the press box. So when you're trying to go back to, like, say your producers or whatever, you can't see. You can't be like, you can't give them a time. Yeah, that's the only thing I'll say about the press box. It's small and that the clock. But
0: I had a pretty cool experience there too after the game. (laughs) Yeah, got uh, to meet met the the voice of the knights. Yeah, well, he's London legend. To Mm. meet, got to meet the voice of the. CFPL 980 London's Mike Stubbs. That was pretty cool experience getting to talk to him. He also said he would give our show a listen, which is right on. Thanks, Mike. We appreciate
1: and that. He's got one of the best skills a
0: radio oh, guy we could have. We're both so jealous of that. We were talking about that for about two hours right now, about how he can video a game while commentating it and not lose stride, nothing wrong. Like, it's perfect clear video and voice a is perfect. great cameraman, too. Yeah. Some of the... Some like
1: times better than the than the guys that are actually doing the TV broadcast yeah like
0: it's great to me that's a, the coolest skill by a broadcaster I've saw by any broadcast I don't think I've ever saw that before like for anyone to do that and like, I haven't he's the best one at it I think and anyone who knows the London Knights or yeah. listens to the OHL in general if you don't know Mike Stubbs you really should because to me growing up being a London Knights fan that was a voice I grew up hearing and him being around that franchise for as long as he has and all the great memories they have made a lot of it is from him a lot of the voice that you've heard is all from him so i think he deserves a little bit of a shout out there and thanks for helping us out a little bit Well, there's a
1: little bit of a funny story when i was there two or three years ago uh with the ice dogs i was actually traveling with ted lehman the uh former radio voice of the ice dogs and uh it was funny uh mike and uh i can't think of his partner what i can't think of his color guy jim There's- van horn jim van horn yes thank you i knew it was jim i couldn't remember yeah, his Jim last Van Horn. Name. they um, worked so well together they were doing a thing for cfpl on twitter yeah the live Ted Lehman so- walks up to him you know you're doing radio right <laughs> Nope. Just, <laughs> Just a little, a little funny bigger, go story. Home. I th- it was funny. You know, Mike laughed. It was a, it was a good time. But uh, it's a
0: fir- He's a first-class person all the way yeah. around, and it's great that we appreciate him giving our podcast a listen like that, So, and he deserves a shout-out. He's one of those longtime broadcasters mm-hmm. who we want to be someday. So yeah, I that'd think, be nice. Yeah, that would be. But <laughs> anyway, it would
1: be great to for him to show us the ropes. Yeah. All right, let's go to matchup number two. It was the Peterborough Petes visiting Center. the Guelph Storm. Yes, at the Sleeman Center. In a shopping mall. A little bit of a mall. A but stupid we'll design. design. Really? On uh, January 3rd, the Guelph oh, Storm took it five to complain about that. Well,
0: our player of the game there was Captain Cam Hillis. He, big game for him. He had a few points there that night. It started off rocky for the Storm. The first two shots there from Peterborough found the back of the net from... One from a weird angle, one from a nice breakaway goal from Butler. <laughs> it was a beauty. But, like, I don't know. We'll get to the trade talking in a bit. I'm trying not to get to the trade right
1: now. So. Well, yeah, and I remember we were texting, um, I guess it was a couple of days ago, about uh, what Peterborough would do. And uh, I'm like, they have not been playing well. Like, Hunter Jones, he has not been good for... Uh, for the Peterborough Peets and I'm not going to blame it on him getting cut they've from the juniors but they've
0: had sickness and suspensions too. They're Peterborough they're getting a little bit sick right now. Yeah. And well, plus no the suspension either. with Parker Jones too. Yep. Big yep. Defen- big tough defenseman. But Mason McTavish has been stepping up. Ooh. Um you really liked him in that game? He's very good hockey player. I, he's a future 50 goal scorer, 100 point guy in this league, no problem, no doubt about that one. Uh he just controls the play when he's out there. He was on that top line. He got double shifted a lot there late, and he looked better the more he played. And he, yeah, the better he looked. And to me, anyone that does that is an elite talent because you really don't like you see it a lot, but you don't see it like guys get that much better late in the games when you're playing that much minutes mm-hmm. and you can be that effective
1: still. Well, and that's that's where I think he can throw out stats. Like I'm just looking at his uh game numbers from this one. He was minus four uh with five shots on goal. Um you know it's but the plus minus throw those out. You know, he's a rookie, you know that's gonna happen.
0: Very yeah,
1: but very good shot though.
0: And he's good with a puck too. I was impressed with Peterborough how fast they break out of the zone too. It's one pass and out. They don't do that touch pass, then another mm-hmm. pass. They get it from their defense and they're stretching the ice out pretty far. And it's still hard to defend for teams. You get a lot of
1: breakaway chances, and teams well, can't defend that. Well, and that's why I like that acquisition of Jacob Paquette from the Ice Dogs yeah. uh, before the season started. Um, he was not a difference maker for the Ice Dogs in the playoffs because they got eliminated in the second round. But, uh, you know, he was a bigger guy. Uh, he can move the puck well. He doesn't score, but, you know, they got like Declan said, Chisholm for that on the they point. They get all anyways. those breakaways. You, know, you need puck-moving defensemen smart that can too. very smart. those forwards.
0: Yeah, very smart. Not going to take bad penalties either. And they got Declan Chisholm, too, back there. He's mm-hmm. probably nice to have a little
1: bit of score touch, too, right? So, Well, yeah, I'd say so. That
0: makes up for it.
1: Yeah. On on the Guelph side, you mentioned uh, Hillis, the uh, MVP, had two goals, two assists. Uh, he was plus three. And Pretty much the same stat line for Pavel Gogolev, who we think might be moved, depending on the way Guelph goes. He also had two goals, two assists, and uh, plus three. So technically he could have given them to both, but uh, you liked Hillis better.
0: Yeah, I just like how Hillis controlled the game. When you're there live, it's totally different. And I just think Hillis was the shutdown guy there. They're out there together, but Hillis really uh, led by example there. Wearing the C, stepped up big. They're down 2 nothing right away, and then he comes out and uh, puts a team on his back. After they're down 2 nothing, they come back and win 5-2 like that. To me, that yeah. shows a lot of character with him. All right.
1: We are running out of time in this segment, uh, so trade we'll deadline. go through this quickly. Our uh, feature matchup for this coming week uh, takes place on Thursday. It's a rematch of uh, the game that happened this past Sunday. The Hamilton Bulldogs will be visiting the Niagara Ice Dogs, and uh, it was ugly. On Sunday, to say the least, uh, bounce back game for the Ice Dogs. All you could say is thank God for the World Juniors and Akeel Thomas because it was not a good day for Ice Dog fans. Uh, down three, nothing after one. Down six, one after two, and obviously eventually losing eight to two, and we're outshot forty-four to twenty-four.
0: But Hamiltons looked better since Nurse just came back. He had a hat trick and it was Isaac Nurse bobblehead day and he, and he had a hat trick. Yeah, I just about to mention that bobblehead day.
1: Maybe it brings it. Will out Hamilton
0: peep- make any moves though? We'll yeah, find I out. Know, next.
1: It It'll be interesting with the loss of Unique. I don't I'm not sure, but again, we'll have to get into that uh, a little bit later. So yeah, our future matchup for this week. Hamilton Bulldogs and Niagara Ace Dogs is gonna go down at the Meridian Center January 9th. So make sure to stay tuned to our Instagram account at for the 60 Podcast. Solo for the solo lap. For the solo lap. in the press box <laughs> That's, for Colin Ward. Let's we go. We will go live. <laughs> That's what we It are. will be
0: awesome. Be there. What time? What time do you think we'll be up there? We got to set a time. We'll put on our story. Stay tuned to our story.
1: Yeah. Probably like quarter to. Because we'll get to the arena around five. Yeah. Go eat. Yeah. Because you know, free food. <laughs> <laughs> we just got out of school. Um, I'd say expect around six, but Kay. not guaranteed. Six around six o'clock.
0: Be on Instagram. <laughs> check the live. You're not going to want to miss it. You're not going to want to miss this at all. It's going to be a very emotional moment. Check it out, please. Please do
1: so. It's a big deal. Check it out. Hey, Hamilton Bulldogs. Niagara Ice Dogs. Be feature there, game of the week. Live. You're listening to the Owen sixty podcast. Take a break. Come right back with some trade news. This is the Owen
0: 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL.
1: Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast, the home of where we get predictions, right? Oh, for sure, Luke Evangelista. <laughs> Let's go. This guy's I've been, been sitting on, this on it since it's been a month announced. now.
0: That uh, he's not a match for the top prospects. He goes and scores a beauty on Saturday night in Flint for the OT winner there. So, great patience on the goal. Beats a guy wide, cuts to the middle, Deeks out Popovich. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and it was just like that. And to me, that's. Part of being a
1: top prospect, and that's why he is at the game. No more to discuss. That game, again, takes place January 16th here in the Hammer. And he is going to be there. Center.
0: He is going to be there, Luke Evangelista. Beautiful. That's our effect.
1: <laughs> and example number two. And you, you hit the nail. With uh, the Russian goaltending. You Amir it. Miftakov, I wanted to say that right because I've been having trouble saying that for the past week. It's okay, Sprawlia. Finished finished in net for the Russians after everyone else predicted he wouldn't. I said it in, well, I guess when the Canada-Russia series was going on, but this show didn't exist then, um, that he should be the guy that the Russians go after or use in this uh, World Junior Tournament. A lot of people didn't agree with me because they kind of have, you know, a top prospect uh, last name Askarov. Yeah, who struggled like he's right away be pretty good, but yeah, he uh, did not have a good tournament, and he's a kid. Maybe because he's seventeen. Yeah, he's a kid.
0: Let him be. Go no. with the vet. They did. They made the right decision. Great
1: job! Yeah, like you think all these seventeen-year-olds for Canada, oh, they're doing. It's a lot different for goaltenders. Oh yeah, that's why they don't go pro. You right stop away, the rarely, if you're puck. If that puck goes
0: through you, it's a goal. Yeah, the name of the game: score goals.
1: Yeah, like if you're a defenseman and a forward goes through you, you still have a goalie behind you. Goalies don't have anybody behind them except a post, but that ever really works. And worked. mesh. Yeah, that's which they true. don't want to yeah. hear. Yeah, no, that's very true. Um, so that's example number two three. Number it's three. It's a rumor. It's a rumor is, yep, Just but, a rumor, people. But we don't want to tick you, anyone off. If you go on our Twitter
0: or my Twitter tomorrow, and if this happens soon, hopefully it does, we will have three predictions right. I have Evan Verling. He's been holding out a little bit for the Flint Firebirds. Going to Barry for Tyler Tucker. I have him going there. I have Tucker going to uh, the Flint Firebirds. Great uh, tough defenseman. He's going to put up points for you. He has 29 points in 28 games this year. Verling's going to go to the Barry Colts. He has 10 points in 15 games. To me, it feels like a perfect fit for Verling. Closer to home. Mm-hmm. He wants to go closer to home. There you go. Tucker gets to go on a run.
1: Flint's going to go on a run now. Well, even Flint needs makes to sense. make deals. They're in sixth. Yeah, and it Again, makes... this is Monday night. They're in sixth, third in the Midwest division behind Windsor and Saginaw. Two big weekends. They were at weekends. the top of that division for not a long time,
0: but yeah. a week, two weeks. Two big weekends and they're fine. Two big weekends. Mm-hmm. That's all they need.
1: Yep. They just need Windsor to cool off. Saginaw has th- been good yeah. of late. Yeah. yeah. But and
0: Saginaw, Windsor, the teams you just said, and now well, getting into our trade talk now. Yeah, right. We uh, might as well get into
1: that. Yeah. So, so uh,. Might as well start with uh, a deal that is for sure. Um, the Ice Dogs have announced it. Joey Burke has made the deal with the Erie Otters. Kian Sopa. And you like that deal for Erie, right? I do. I really do. I don't mind it either. He is. Uh, he's Get headed to Pennsylvania along with a 13th rounder yeah, yeah. in 2022. The Ice Dogs are getting a second rounder in 2022. That is Erie's pick. A third rounder in 2023 from Sault Ste. Marie. And an eighth rounder in 2022 from Erie as well. Um, the reason I like this trade, Kian Sopa, he's not going to light up the score sheet every night, but he's going to grind. He'll put up points as a second, third liner. I'm not saying he's a top line he, guy, but, you know, he'll put up points. And it like was unfortunate teams. what happened last year with the Ice Dogs. You know, Studnika, Robertson, not a chance in hell he was playing above Yeah, minutes them. go down, yeah. And I... I this remember is a great opportunity to him a few go. times after. He was not a fan of playing on the fourth line, and but he very understood hard. his role.
0: It's very hard, dude. And for him to go to Erie and get the chance like this is huge for him. He's going to be on special teams, I imagine, for them, which is big. It'll push them because in the playoffs, you're going to need good penalty kill, good power play. Yep. you got to take advantage of your power plays. When your penalty kills, you got to kill them. That's the name of the game. Good goaltending, special teams, you win
1: games. This is the third deal between the Erie Otters and the Niagara Ice Dogs over the past year and a half. Of course, the biggest trade uh, was Daniel Singer going to the Erie Otters for Ivan Laudnia.
0: Uh, that's nice for Niagara. Daniel
1: Singer's been a good fit in the Erie, so I'm not going to say that's a one sided trade but, because Niagara didn't win, and that's the only reason I say that. Um, yeah, and then win. they sent Drew Hunter there. In the uh, in the summer, a nice solid defenseman for the Erie Otters, but uh, yeah, Key and Sopa, the unofficial first trade because there were trades earlier in the year um, of uh, trade deadline, deadline season. season. So, yeah, yeah. we'll say deadline season. The first official deal, of course, that Flint and Barry deal, not confirmed by either club. It's just out there, um,
0: which we hope happens so then yep. we get our uh,
1: three get in more in a row. get more credibility. I don't
0: want I don't want to like make predictions though. Like I might get Captain Obvious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, but is it Captain Obvious to say, oh, Akil Thomas is going to be traded? I, uh, it's kind of Captain Obvious, but yeah. it's not really saying, oh, I'm going to break this first. Like, yeah, no. You knew it was going to happen at the For beginning sure. of the year. Yeah, It was just a matter of when.
0: Yeah, unless they overachieved and played good. But yeah. as you look at the Gual Storm, they <laughs> might think opposite because there's a little bit of rumors going around.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, there's a few guys. Um, of course, Marcus Phillips has returned uh, from the Ontario Reign. Yeah. Slash Fort Wayne Comets. Um, in the AHL. East. Played in five games. No points. Four penalty minutes. He was minus three. In the ECHL, 20 games. Six assists. Uh, 16 penalty minutes. Uh, obviously, when he came back... You could call it a shock because I really wasn't expecting him to come back. I'm yeah. not sure about you. I you think,
0: honestly, I think that any kid that struggles, it's so hard to make your make that jump from junior to the profession. If you can make a return back to junior, any NHL team should honestly send them back. Let yeah. them have a good year. Well,
1: What's yeah, a kid you said without you're confidence? not a fan of sending them to the ECHL. No, I'm not
0: at all. A couple of years ago with Tyler Parsons there, when he I would have sent him back for an overage year to London. You know he's going to play. Probably almost every game other than mm-hmm. the 3-3. Three and three. Back-to-backs might be different, but you know he's going to play a majority of the games. You know he's going to be probably the top goalie. Well, it's when probably a... better
1: competition than the ECHL. Now, I've never yeah. watched an ECHL an L- game, but... It's an older college-slash-junior mm. environment. Okay.
0: Well, which There's a lot of good players there, but I just think if you have junior eligibility, you should yeah. be able to get back to your junior team, play more games, you get confidence. They're yeah. just kids, right? What do kids get... Like, look at us, right? Like, if we get a good compliment on something we do, we build off that. Yeah. So, for a kid to have a, go down to the junior and have a big game,
1: have a big season there, that's huge for them to build off their career. He was a member of Canada's World Junior roster last year. Uh, in five games, he recorded three assists. Um, but with Owen Sound and Guelph last year, we'll start with the attack. He played 31 games for both teams. Uh, in Owen Sound, he had two goals, eight assists uh, for ten points. Uh, 28 penalty minutes, uh, then 31 games with Guelph, three goals, 13 assists for uh, 16 points. Um, London, we've yeah. heard rumors he doesn't want to go to Flint. Yeah, um, we're thinking Sudbury because they need to make a move, but they don't really have the assets for that. And if someone turns down a trade to Flint, do you really think they want to go north to Sudbury? You know, it's is he a package oh, we- with Nico Dawes? Well, we.
0: I'm like, starting to think a big uh, trade could happen with the London Knights because I think at the end of the day, the goaltending in London has struggled a little bit recently. And I think to win a championship, you need good goaltending, as they know from Tyler Parsons, mm-hmm. Michael Hauser. But I th- think that uh, it'd be perfect for London to maybe shop a guy like Dylan Miskew. They just got him. I know that's hard to move a guy you just got, but yeah, it but happens. He hasn't, hasn't performed. Yeah, so... so Maybe shop him as an overager. You get Phillips and then trade a boatload of picks and maybe a prospect for uh, Nico Dawes. You know, you're going to have eligibility out of him lot next year. Yep. And Brett Brochu will be back next year. So you're going to have two solid goalies there in that.
1: Yeah. And well, uh, Nico Dawes also participating in the top prospects game. If he gets drafted, who knows what that does to him mentally? Yeah. You know, it th-
0: might go through the roof. You see that all the time. You see that? I saw that with Tyler Parsons there when he went through the first time. Then Calgary picked him up. Then he came back there. He won a gold medal. Well, he won a Memorial Cup, but he won a gold medal. Mm-hmm. And he made about 60 saves there in this yeah. 60 saves almost every game in the Erie series, which is probably the best goaltending I ever saw in my life in a single series there like that. I don't think I haven't.
1: I, have, I don't think I've seen anything to beat that type of performance by him. Yeah. Well, and his. Uh... Trade value is huge because he only played 20 games last year with Guelph. Of course, they had Popovich, um, but he's played 20 games up to the World Juniors for the Storm. Last year, in those total 20 games, he had a 3.25 goals against average and an 8.93 save percentage. This year, through 20 games, his goals against average is 2.06. His save percentage is (laughs) 9.39. To me, I think London or Sudbury got to jump all over that.
0: Sudbury would be huge. If Sudbury gets him, I'm not saying that right now they're not going to compete with Peterborough and Ottawa, but you know they're going to make their moves. So yeah. if you go out and get a guy like Dawes, all of a sudden you got an elite goaltender to compete with the other elite goaltenders like uh, Andre and Ottawa and Jones
1: and Peterborough. When you can't really, if you're Sudbury, you can't ride Purboo. Into the playoffs. Well, it's been. There's no way he'll. He's a good number two. One round because the first round is never competitive. But. Well, that's right it. Now, right now they'd play the Ice Dogs, who. Which I'll take them any day. Who will possibly be selling. Oh, they'll be selling. So yeah. We, uh... um, might as well get to that now yeah. for hinting at it. Akil Thomas got on the plane. Came home Monday afternoon. It was a cool moment with his mother. Great moment with his mom. That was, that was, that was yeah, awesome. Yeah, that might have been the moment of the day in sports. The fact that she had the trophy with her, that yeah. was sweet. Unless she made it and it looked really no, real. I think but, someone
0: from Hockey Canada, Brass yeah. or whoever had it, surprised him. No, That's that was really, really cool. cool.
1: Yeah. Um, so we'll talk about the rumors surrounding him. Uh, first his stats, as the captain of the Niagara Ice Dogs in 27 games, 15 goals, 29 points, uh or twenty nine assists, forty four points, just thirty s- penalty minutes. Holy crap! I didn't think he was that dirty. <laughs> Jeez. Coincidence? Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, but he's a he's a six foot center. He's skilled. He's
0: gonna yeah. block shots for you, as you sign the gold medal yep. game. And I just think he's skilled. I think that Peterborough London. I think he'll be the two teams because I yep. I feel London has to go all in here. To have a chance with Peter Burrell, because you know Peter is going to be skilled, and you know Ottawa looks really good right now. They've won like
1: 16, 17 games in a row. Yeah, they look uh, they look really good, and uh, we've talked about this, and Akil Thomas, whether he'll probably be a package with who? Not a clue, unless the Ice Dogs feel they only want to get rid of one guy. Um, I've put out there that he goes with Elijah Roberts. Yeah. They're like, phenomenal friends. Like yeah. they're such good friends. It's good
0: to end your junior career like that being good buddies and you get to yep. end your junior Roberts career on the playoff so. run. Yeah, and that's a great playoff run. So hopefully in London for London's sake, they need defense Yeah. I think they need defense, a a goal scorer, which both of them obviously are. Yep. And I think that would be huge for them.
1: Well, Down the about, stretch. How about Elijah Roberts starting his career with Kitchener, ending it with London? Oh, man. Kevin Hancock. <laughs> That's one heck of a career. Jeez. Can, you ma-
0: can you imagine Kevin Hancock
1: Oh, playing
0: in Owen Sound and going to your rival on the night jury last year?
1: That'd be cool, though. Yeah, it would be. It would be. Um, there's also rumors out there that Akil goes with uh, Phil Tomasino, which nah. I am very not Yeah, we're both very against that. We're, we're not getting into that hype. Um, the only way... I can see Joey Burke and company doing that, as what? if they get Mason McTavish. Yep. <laughs> and I even I mentioned this because Rosenzweig has not played good, and I don't know why they're not giving Sprawlia a he chance. He played good
0: the last featured game we did there. So, Sprawlia looked yeah, pretty good. exactly.
1: I don't I don't know what they're doing unless they're going to ship him. Um, they did the same thing with Colton Ince They're before they shipped him to the Spitfires. He just played and played. Obviously, Dylan got a start here and there, um, but he just played. They finally shipped him off to Windsor. But whatever Niagara's thinking is right here, I don't even want to count the how many goals that Rosenzweig's given up over the last You're three games. Forget. Oh, yeah. They well. lost 8 2 to Hamilton. He got pulled, though. They won 7 6 over Kitchener. That was a crazy game. And they won by a high... I forget who they won. So he's at
0: 14 right now.
1: So. That's a rough weekend, but hopefully he can bounce back. Um, So, and I brought this up. Because it's going to be Hunter Jones for Peterborough, and if that's who the trade partner is for the Ice Dogs, you get Ty Austin out of it? (laughs) You get a guy. Ty Austin and McTavish for Tomasino and Thomas. I would do that.
0: Ty Austin's number one goalie is just tough because he's, probably playing with a top three goalie yeah. in the ohl right now yeah so and he's 18 years old and 17, Austin 17 yeah so realistically he won't have a chance to start in peterborough till mm. 19 18 years old so you might as well if you get if peterborough might be able to get a little less in the deal than if they send in a goalie like that so you might as well
1: yeah no it's uh It'll be interesting to see what the Ice Dogs do. Obviously, we're thinking they'll be sellers. They're not near the top of the standings. Um, yeah. Their year was last year. They missed their opportunity. Um, so, how about uh, be interesting? How about Oshawa? Yeah, Oshawa
0: is interesting. I think uh, with Sierra and Noel, yep. I think I have Noel going to Flint Saginaw. London and possibly Peterborough. We'll see what happens with the Thomas thing, obviously, because he's probably the big fish right now out there. Yeah. But then you said you're not sure about
1: how many cards Peterborough has because of all the, they haven't made a lot of deals, but they've made a couple. A lot of movement going around. Yeah. Um, You know, he's a bigger
0: guy. Yeah. Uh, He says six foot five winger, Noel. He has 29 points in 28 games,
1: but you put him on a good team. Yep. How many points is he going to get? Like, Well, and where Oshawa's going is we thought they were sellers last year. Then they bought Sajun and, and Matten. And that's why we um, said before the show about that situation. Yeah, we're wondering if they might do the same thing. Well, not the same thing. But we're close uh, to the same thing they did last year because yeah. they're in a tough spot. Because those fans in Oshawa, when I was at the playoff games that Niagara was there, there weren't a lot of fans. Yeah. So they need players to you know, do well to get people in the stands. But uh, you know, Sarah Noel, it was rumored at the beginning of the year, he'd go just like Thomas. Um, he's signed by the Panthers, 19 years old. I don't think he'll be back next year. There's a chance, but I don't yeah, think it's a high chance. He's an American
0: Hockey League player. He's yeah. got the body type to do it right now, and he's pretty skilled. So
1: yeah, So far this season, 28 games played. He had thirteen. has 13 goals and 16 assists for 29 points, which for him is low. Yeah. But... Oshawa had that hot start, and they haven't made a lot of noise since then. Especially when you look at his numbers last year, he played in every game, sixty-eight games, thirty-four goals, uh, forty-seven assists, eighty-one points. So, yeah, it's just, I guess, a matter of when or if. Yeah. I don't. He's
0: a secondary guy. Once the big fit, once Thomas falls off, then the Noel talks is gonna heat up right away, because it's special it's gonna put pressure on a lot of the team that loses.
1: Yeah, the Thomas deal. Just well, right I think Joshua will be a little bit of that backseat because I even think that Nico Dawes, Marcus Phillips, will take precedent over uh, yeah. Sarah Noel. And There's not goes. a lot
0: of time right now, though, so teams buying. Yep. Gonna have, they need a lot.
1: They're going to have to get involved here right away. January 10th is the trade deadline, and Best day we hope of the you got a genealogy. little bit of info out of that. We didn't mention a lot of players, but of course we'll have a full recap of the trade deadline uh, on next week's show. Um, uh, I guess all I can say is... Enjoy trade deadline season. And stay tuned for the solo lap. (laughs) Stay tuned. Friday or Thursday night, Niagara Ice Dogs take on the Hamilton Bulldogs.
0: Hashtag solo lap. (laughs) Twitter. Tweet it. Get it.
1: Hashtag Colin does Oh, my God. It's going to be a fun night. Uh, Oh, it's going to be great. Tune in at the Owen 60 podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, we hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, this is episode three, first of 2020. So another big milestone, I guess, for us. Kind of.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Another year. Bigger milestone will be the solo lap, but you'll have to wait till <laughs> Thursday. Um, it's a moment that'll change your life. Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a fun night uh, for Colin Ward. I'm Reese Demani. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the Owen sixty podcast. <laughs>